As much as learning, teaching held a high place in the work of these great saints. They taught in their own monastery. Students by the scores of hundreds came to them and sought their wisdom and instruction. Often they would teach by showing, so that students caught the skills they needed as they made their way to raths and villages throughout the land. Welcome to the Inverse Theology Project. I'm your host, T.M. Moore. This is Volume 22, Number 3, Historical Theology. We're focusing on three saints from the period of the Celtic Revival, Kiran of Sagir, Comgen of Glendalach, and Colman of Ila. To glimpse the disciplines that seem to have been most important to the Irish saints of this period. We've seen that prayer was the foundation and envelope in which these saints lived and worked, and prayer led to three other disciplines which we will explore in brief in this edition. Here is part nine in our series, Lives of Irish Saints. The saints who fueled that great revival of the Christian faith, from Patrick even to beyond the Whitby Synod, showed their love for God by how much prayer was woven through their daily lives and work. They turned to prayer in all the ways that we have mentioned to express their love for God. They met him there, and in so doing grew to love and know him more and more. With extra special care, they disciplined their lives in prayer and so drew on the power of God for all their ways along with prayer, that they might also grow in grace to offer increased thanks and praise to God, the Irish saints Charles Plummer chose to honor took to learning. All their days included study, that God might disclose more of himself to them for their delight and benefit. They stayed up late and rose up early, long before the morning's light, to seek God in his word, to meditate and wait on him there. Many scholars might have started with the Psalms, taught by some great and famous saint as Kiran, for he became a friend and tutor for a spate of students. Learning, he believed, should be a focus of monastic life. He blessed and urged his fellow monks accordingly. He was a student till he took his rest in Jesus, teaching others so that they might learn and teach all that was true and best about the faith. The Psalter was the way that Comgen began his ministry. It was his daily guide to sing and pray the blessings of the Lord. In poetry, the abbot Colman Ela taught his flock to read and pray the Psalms and lovingly to pass them on to others. On the rock of learning, these great saints and others laid a sure foundation of the stone and block of sacred scripture. Having thus obeyed their calling, they their debt to Jesus paid. As much as learning, teaching held a high place in the work of these great saints. They taught in their own monasteries. Students by the scores of hundreds came to them and sought their wisdom and instruction. Often they would teach by showing so that students caught the skills they needed as they made their way to raths and villages throughout the land. Their students learned to study, preach, and pray beneath their tutelage. Their shaping hand, like sacred potters, made new vessels for the work of missions, starting churches and equipping saints for ministry. Before their work was done, the gospel had gone forth throughout all of Ireland, Scotland, Wales, and more. Their impact can be seen throughout the earth today in many forms and places. Their adoring, faithful students prove the worth of their instruction. Almost anywhere you go, some Celtic legacy is there. How did they have the strength of body to devote themselves with such intensity to prayer and study, learning scripture through and through and teaching others faithfully? 
They disciplined their bodies many ways to help ensure that they would always be available to serve the Lord and praise His name. Through fasting, self-denial, and the work of their own hands, they carved out ways to make their bodies serve His call who planned their lives, prepared and called them, and fulfilled His word in them. Thus, Kiran would stand in icy water as he prayed and willed his body to be strong. He labored, all these saints as well, at manual work. They tilled the ground, cared for their animals, both small and large, worked in the kitchen, gathered woods, and many other tasks. Part of their call, they understood, was working as they should to meet their neighbors' needs. They also sought severe ascetic practices, which could prepare their bodies that they might be taught obedience in everything. Thus we find Kolmgen for six weeks having naught to eat or drink, in constant ministry of prayer. A flagstone was his only bed. He prayed Crossfegel all day long that he might know the Savior's pain and get his head around what suffering must be like. On one occasion those who found him thought him dead so long had he been fasting and had done devotion to the Lord in prayer and solitude. And yet he wanted none to know about this discipline, for there was strength and meekness in his soul, although for his own body he took little care. These saints would great afflictions undergo to keep their bodies in submission so. Some of these disciplines can seem extreme to us. Must we, our bodies, mortify like this to realize the hope and dream of full abundant life in Jesus? Why should we give up the comforts God bestowed on us to pray and study more? Why try to fast or make disciples? What is owed to God beyond what we already give? But if we chose to walk the glory road as these great Irish saints did, and to live for Jesus every moment, every day, then we must be prepared for hardship. We will give our best when hardship comes that we may be found faithful if we work to get our soul in shape and keep our bodies tamed. Oh, we may not do all that they did to control their bodies and enlarge their souls, but each of us must strive to subjugate our whole life to the Lord, that through us he may reach to many others, and that grace might flow from us by what we do and what we teach. Thus we may hope in Jesus' love to grow, that many may our Savior come to know. Visit our website, www.ilba.org, to discover the wealth of resources available to help you grow in your walk with and work for the Lord. You can review all the previous editions of the Inverse Theology Project by going to the website, clicking the Resources tab, then clicking the Inverse Theology masthead. In our next installment on Systematic Theology, we will see how losing sight of our past, we in the Christian movement can drift away from our moorings in Scripture. Until then, for the Fellowship of Ilba and the Inverse Theology Project, this is T.M. Moore.